Sick. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Plate Bowling, I mean Discipline podcast, where we talk about baseball, and it's been like two or three weeks because everybody's life, and by that I mean Joey forgot to show up and record the last two episodes. So a lot's happened, but before we check in on everybody else, we'd like to wish our beloved co-host, who is smarter than everybody else in this room right now, Josh, a very, very, for us early, but for the listeners at home, just regular birthday. Uh, Josh, you're turning 20? Yes. Got any big plans? Uh, not big. I mean, just going out to dinner with the family, but uh, I get to start work right after my birthday. So, uh, what, where are you, what are Sick. you working? What are you doing? I'm working at it, my grandma actually works there. It's a global trading company. I'm going to be in a data, ad, oh my God, data analytics department. So, a good experience while I have the time to get it. Yeah, I'm working as a lifeguard. Tim, why don't you tell us about your uh, endeavors so far with summer work? Uh, it's very mixed. Um, so I'm currently working at Ace Hardware. He hates it so um, much, Josh. Oh my I, God. Yeah, uh, it's it's mixed. I know everything you need to know about building a grill, which is pretty fire. And I'll probably end up working for the rest of the summer as a camp counselor um, for Sunrise Day Camp. Uh, it's a camp that works with kids who have currently or have previously had cancer. So if anyone out there is listening. It's been affected and, by cancer been affected by cancer meaning um, they have a direct they have a family member who had cancer or they had cancer themselves yes that's true so the they allow siblings to go and it's all free so the families don't have to pay for it or anything um, Shame, shameless plug they didn't pay us to say that uh, yes so i mean if you have, if anyone's listening and has like 20 dollars they want to donate feel free to donate it i'm actually going to be working with a good fan of the show big fan of the show mr connor o'grady uh it's gonna be a good time i'm excited for it all right well, now that we got that out of the way, and let's face it, nobody gives a shit about what my summer's been. Let's talk about baseball. Um, I was saying to Josh before we started recording, we're about a third of the way in right now, give or take. A lot, most teams have played fi- uh, sixty games, like the Yankees. I'm looking at right now have played exactly sixty games. So, some judgments can start to be made about uh, team seasons, where teams are going to be going, how certain teams are looking in general. Right. I mean, it, it's kind of obvious, but for for teams up at the top, like the Mets, the Astros, um, the Dodgers and the Yankees, it seems like they're going to be there for a while, if not the rest of the season. Um, however, there are some other teams, which I'm sure we're going to talk about ad nauseum because I'm sure Tim's fired up about this. But the Twins um, are in first place. How long is that going to last? You got the Cleveland Guardians that are only two games above 500, and I'm starting to get worried about that bet I made before the season. The, the White Sox are just kind of treading water. Um, in the West, it's a zoo. Uh, he, like three weeks ago, this entire division was completely upside down, right? It was like Los Angeles in first, Seattle in second, Oakland in third, uh, Houston in fourth, and Texas in fifth. Now it's like Houston in first, Texas in second, the Angels in third, Mariners in fourth, and then I don't want to talk about it. So, I mean, the AL West has been quite the the spectacle. Uh, Not much news in the NL East in terms of record. Um, There's some notable performances and coaching change in one particular team that I'm sure we'll talk about. But um, the Mets are still at the top. 
Braves catching ground. They're actually on an 11 game win streak right now. Um, very good for them. It's starting to look like the team that won the championship last year. You do have to consider though the opponents that they're facing. Yeah, that's the easiest part of their schedule. Good for them for getting all the wins. But you know, you know, I, I'd expect them to beat uh, beat the Rockies, A's, Pirates, Nationals. Why do you expect them to beat the A's? Okay, sorry. Uh, I don't expect them to beat the A's, but the Braves currently. Yeah, but no, it's okay, Josh. No, really, it's fine. All right, we're seven and twenty-three at home. Oh my god. Um, but then you've got teams like the Phillies. Phillies look great. Phillies nine and one in their last ten. Um, again, not exactly a quality opponents that they've run through. If I'm not mistaken, I'm going to confirm that right. Uh, now. I yeah, mean, no. I I wouldn't necessarily say so. I no, mean, they you had it. the yeah. Angels, but on their losing streak, you had and the, the Brewers, Brewers on their losing streak, and the Cardinals. But that those are still like sure they're on their losing streaks. Like those are you know three teams that aren't doing like too too. Also hard, got but... swept by the Mets. And lost two out of three to both the Braves and Giants. Yeah, if you take out, okay, so it's unfortunate for the Phillies. Their strength of schedule is actually the hardest in baseball currently, as of now. It's because they face the Mets as many times as they have. They have almost no more games against the Mets this season. They play them so much. If you take out the games against the Mets, the Phillies all of a sudden have a much better record. But it's it's tough for them. I mean, good for them at five hundred right now. Take advantage of the games you can win. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting, and I said this to Josh both. I think I said this to Josh about a couple teams, namely the uh, – I think I said it about the Twins um, as well as the Phillies and the Brewers. But uh, get back to me in 15 games on this one. Same thing with, with the White Sox, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, which we'll talk about the White Sox in a second. Um in terms of pennant races, it seems like the AL East is the Yankees to lose, right? Like, is anybody going to disagree with that? It seems like, by the way, how about the Red Sox, right? I mean, eight and two in their last 10, but it's been more than that. They've been, they've been getting hot for some time. I don't know how sustainable it is. I don't know how long it's going to continue to last, but the hitting's there, the pitching's starting to wake up. I mean, they were looking dead to rights about 20, 25 games ago, and now all of a sudden – I mean, they took two out of three from the Mariners, three or four from the Angels, swept the A's, uh, actually yeah. lost two out of three to the Orioles. Yeah, the hitting again. All right, so pitching and hitting is just extremely inconsistent with the Red Sox. Sometimes they are all up. Sometimes they're down. Really, the only constants are Rafael Devers and J.D. Martinez. And what a, what a, what a, what baseball players they are, man. I mean, yeah, they are unbelievable. Yeah. But I, it's tough for me to feel like the Red Sox can sustain what they're doing because, like, they had that winning streak and they dipped, and then they're back up. So I really don't know what to make of them, especially with the three teams ahead of them being a lot more consistent. Only thing, though, is that still the Blue Jays have not shown me dominant pitching. Uh, it's been good recently for the most part. But Yankees, I didn't even know this until I saw, but they have – their pitching is unbelievable right now. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. It's just in terms of opponents, again, the Yankees, the Mets have – oh, sorry, I don't know why I'm bringing up the Mets. The Yankees are have faced a ton of opponents under 500. And they – I don't know. They're getting teams at good times. I'm not making excuses for them because they're winning all the games. 
but they are getting a lot of easy teams at good times. They get uh they get they got a good run of baseball coming up here. Um so we've got for the Yankees coming up for the rest of June. They get 3 against Tampa in um in New York, right? They got some great pitching matchups in the first two games of that one. You get Garrett Cole and Corey Kluber and then Cortez versus McClanahan, who have been two of the best American League pitchers in baseball. Cortez um, had a rough start last game. Cortez had a rough start last game, but, I mean, you look at his numbers, he's still doing pretty good. Hopefully he could keep it up. Then they go up north of the border. They take on the Jays. Then they go to Tampa, take on the Rays. They come home for a four-game set against Houston, and then the team that I don't want to talk about, uh, the Oakland A's, come to town. Oh, um, the, the thing I was looking for before. The Mets have more wins this season against teams over 500 than the Yankees have games played versus teams over 500. Well, let's look. I mean, yeah, they did catch Boston at a great time, right? Like, I'm not going to lie to you, right? Like, I'm just going through their schedule. I'm not going to – you know what, dude? Because, like, everybody wants to talk about the Yankees. And this is not a diss at the Yankees. Don't get me wrong, right? They're playing good baseball right now. Right. Everybody wants to talk about the fucking Yankees because they're the New York Yankees. They're one of the most popular teams in sport. I'm not going to talk about the Yankees at nauseum today. OK, because like everybody talks about the Yankees. Let's give some other teams their time in the sun, because I mean, it, it, it's the fucking Yankees, man. Like this is it, it's just always going to be like this. It has always and it always will. They got a tough schedule coming up against the Rays, Jays, Rays again and then the Astros. Right. We'll come back in two weeks, and we'll see where they are then. I mean, you want to talk about getting teams at their best. They're getting Houston white hot, at least as of right now, unless the wheels completely fall off the bus. And then the Rays and, Rays and Jays aren't playing bad ball either. So that's really all I'm going to say about the New York Yankees, just because you're starting to delve into some, to be honest with you, shitty topics, like first take, like stupid arguments about, are the Yankees for real? Like, who cares? They're 26 and 7 at home. They're 44 and 16. They're one of the best teams in the league, regardless of their quality of opponent. We've said it how many times here on the on the show. I don't care who the opponent is. If you're 44 and 16, I'm gonna respect you just because you, you gotta be able to beat up on the second class citizens. You gotta win those games. That was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's it's great that the Yankees are doing that. And I definitely did not expect their pitching to be doing what it is. And I don't want to get into it all again, but uh, it's great that their pitchers are able to keep all their opponents to like two or three runs. I mean, their pitching has been dominant. I will say this, right? I'll say this. What has the problem been for the New York Yankees is most of this season, right? Or, or most of the past couple seasons, the lack of a true number two. Right. First, it was the lack of an ace. Then once Cole got there, it was the lack of a number two starter. And now they have like three or four qualified number two starters. Yeah. Well, I feel like Yankees fans expected Luis Severino to be the ace. And he was before he got injured. They got Cole. Severino took a long time to get back. And then Nestor Cortez, I feel like might have taken that spot. I like watching Cortez pitch. I really do. But uh, anyway, that's enough on them. The Blue Jays, the Blue Jays have been an interesting team to this point, haven't they? Like yes, not, man. not so both, both in terms of like how they play on the field and in terms of watching the numbers on my computer screen go, you know, like they've, they were a team that a couple weeks ago, like probably two months ago now, me and Tim were like bought in, 
we were like the Jays of the future. They are going to wreck the American League this year. They are going to win the American League East. And then they completely fell apart for a few weeks. And now we're back. They're playing well, you know, but they're just I, I don't know. <laughs> like Where, There's no power. People are expecting power. They don't have the home runs. I keep They're... waiting for something to happen. You know, this doesn't feel this. It doesn't feel like the Jays are going to stay in this level of ball forever. Either they are going to emerge or outright fall apart. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. I mean, again, like they're certainly improving since the beginning of the season, but they're also, again, playing kind of shitty opponents. You know, like the Royals you know, not too much of a, of a victory, you know, the Brewers kind of on their losing streak you know, against the Cubs. I mean, they really got to be able to pull it together. I just, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see when they actually have to play opponents that, you know, they're going to have to put their all into. So. Well, the, the Blue Jays are one of those teams that are, they're going to get the Yankees at home in a week or two, right? Like we just said before, that'll be a good series for them. That'll be a good watermark. Um, the Rays, it just seems like they, I, I, I don't really know what to make of the Rays. Um, they seem like I, I'm pretty confident in them just because of the way their organization is run that, you know, maybe they don't get 106 wins this year. It certainly seems like we're not going down that path, but Hey, they're probably going to make the playoffs unless something crazy happens. Um, now we get to listen to Josh and Tim throw hands. The Twins are still in first place in the American League Central. What do you got to say about that, Josh? Got anything you want to say about that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Come on, please. What a shit so, show of a division, the American League Central. Sorry, I just got to say. Oh, that. yeah. No, it is It is absolutely disgusting. I Boy, mean, like, you look at the bottom three teams. teams with a positive run differential. What the fuck, yeah. dude? Since we last recorded, they – Played the Tigers in five games, which included a doubleheader. They lost four of those five, which is pretty bad. I did. I thought they would have won more. I'm not going to say you were right. I'm not going to say I was right because they really played 500 through those games against the Blue Jays, Yankees, and Rays. They were not dominant, but they won some games. They're still in the lead, but it's because it's a weak division. The Guardians are only three games back. White Sox are six, and I feel like the White Sox could make that up depending on when they're Look, Guardians are going to go 81 and 81. You know it. I know it. Okay? Like, don't worry about the Guardians. Yeah. I, I, I think Twins are going to end the season above 500. We both we all know that the Guardians are going to be at 500. The Tigers and the Royals are going to be below 500. So but, it's essentially what, what are the White Sox going to do? I know? think the Tigers could get to 500 um, if a couple things go right. I like Torkelson. Um, they, lost, they lost pitching, honestly. That was – a big problem because their offense can't make up for the loss of their pitchers. Man, Eduardo Rodriguez. Is I like Torkelson, but I shouldn't, man. Holy shit. That in 186. Yeah, he's just – I mean, a lot of the rookies got off to slow starts. He looked like he was trending upwards for a little while there, and then uh, I don't know. <laughs> Not Hopefully he can get it together. He's 22 years old, man. He's got plenty of time. And especially with his pedigree, that he's going to get plenty of chances. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, the White Sox are certainly the, you know, it. it's so funny because at the start of the season, it, it looked like, okay, the White Sox are going to win the division. The Royals are going to be bad. The Guardians are going to be 500. The Tigers, we don't really know what to make of. And the Twins, we don't really know what to make of. And now it's completely shifted to like, 
The Twins are probably going to finish above 500. The White Sox, we have no idea. And the Tigers are bad. So, you know, this is the beauty of sport and the beauty of, like, projected numbers. Like, it's all, it's all bullshit, you know? Like, here we are, 60 games in. We all thought the White Sox were and, – and I'm not, like, criticizing people for good reason. The White Sox looked on paper to be very good. And then they got hurt and they didn't play very well. And now they're sitting at 27 and 31 with a minus 56 run differential. They really don't have good depth. They can't make up for many of their injuries. And I mean, the the AL Central, for the most part, it seems like whoever wins, they're not going to be over 90 wins. None of these teams look all around amazing. And they're not consistently good and winning all the games. Worst division in baseball. I would say so. Yeah. Like. It's it's the uh, NFC East, like you know, who who's gonna be the eight and eight division winner? You know what I mean? That was a, that was a deep deep cut. <laughs> I mean, this is a lot of controversy. What do you what are, what are you doing about the AL West? I mean, of course you have the Astros. Like the Astros look, are obviously look, okay. Like look, the- I know I gotta say this. Okay, I was right. Thank you. Okay, if you guys want to send your fan mail and your apologies to me. Uh, the Mariners are frauds. They've always been frauds. They will continue to be frauds. Why? Look at the name on the front of the jersey. Saying that the Mariners are the Mariners doesn't mean they're a bad team. But They are 27 yeah, and 33 and 10 games back of the division lead. They, they are, are a bad, bad team. They are a, team. They are a bad team Woo! right now. But you can't reason why they are bad just because they are called the Mariners. I can do whatever I want. This is my show. Okay. <laughs> Given John, given 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 Josh, I mean, like, he's not wrong though. <laughs> like, that's the problem is that like he's he's just right. Like, he kind of called it out. I don't know. Like, I do you know what the the Mariners' run differential right now is? Minus thirteen. Okay, it's that's not what a, it's, that is, I thought it was gonna be. Their their run differential is. Uh, there's not much I could say about it. Actually, I thought I was gonna be able to say something funny about it, but I can't. Uh, the offense they're either all hitting or none of them are hitting last night they got shut out by the red Sox and got one hit but some games they're getting they're hitting double digits and uh, it's it's just they have really good hitters some power hitters in there it's just that i mean francis francis hitting the shit out of the ball he's clubbing the ball right hi francis great julio rodriguez is a great rookie winker should be doing better eugenio Eugenio suarez is a great power hitter they just optioned uh, they just optioned kellenic to uh to triple a i think oh that was yeah it was a while ago i don't know if what's going on with him i haven't looked at his stats he's not good yeah and, and it's weird when we were talking about uh leashes with coaches and managers a while back I used Kellenic as an example, and they sent him down like a week later. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, I was right about Kellenic too, by the way. Um, just so we're all on the same page, it it's it's unfortunate to take off the Oakland goggles for a second. Okay, I don't know why. Okay, if it, there's an explanation every time, there is a baseball explanation the way Josh just explained why the Mariners are not winning, right? There is a science to it, but for whatever reason, it always fucking happens in the Pacific Northwest. It doesn't happen anywhere else. No team punches their fans in the dick the way the Seattle Mariners punch their fans in the dick. It is unbelievable. 
they are the only team to never appear in a World Series. Like, I don't know what has to change. I don't know who broke a mirror in Safeco Field or whatever it's called now, right? I don't know what, who pissed off Ichiro or whoever the, what in the name of Seattle Pilots, right? It's, it's not too late. Like, to be objective, it is far from too late. And they are well within striking distance for a wild card spot if they decide to get their act together. Um, where are they right now? They're four and a half games back of a wild card spot. And what is going to wind up being a fairly tight um, American League wild card race? Yeah, well, I feel like the Blue Jays and Rays almost are definites. It's that last one that could go to a lot of different teams. Yeah, I mean, I love the new the extra wild card spot because it just gives it just leads to so many more opportunities, right? But I mean, the Mariners are right in this conversation. They just gotta hang around. They gotta continue to hang around. Can they do it? I don't. I don't know. Been playing five hundred for a while now. Yeah. So it, it's like we just said about the Blue Jays, like. This is not, I don't think that this team is simply because it's Seattle, right? Like Seattle is never just an all right team to me. They are either a trash heap or overperform or overachieving. They've showed, they've showed both sides of that this season. They went on a winning streak and a losing streak, not notable, but like six, seven games, maybe each this month so far, they've won and lost like every other game for this entire month up till now, I think. Like, part of me wishes I was wrong, you know? Like, part of me wishes that my gut instinct wasn't to say, I don't care what the the baseball – I don't care what the science says. I know they are going to fail because they're the Seattle Mariners. Like, the White Sox, same thing with me, right? But I am less – I was less likely to act upon it after they made the playoffs in 2020 and did it again in 2021. I was like, okay – so I guess I'm wrong, right? The narrative has sort of been broken in a sense. But the Mariners, every single time this narrative approaches me in my head, they have never done anything to break it. They've never done anything to prove to me that this team is different. How many times are we going to play this fucking song and dance with them? So I'll come back to you in another 20 games. I'll be right again. Either you'll be at 500 this time or you'll have sank well below 500. In another 40 to 50 games, you'll start going on a run just to give your fans hope and then miss out on the playoffs by a fucking game. I mean, their pitchers can hold them really where they are. It's just the hitting needs to heat up a little bit. And I mean, their their pitching is incredibly average when you put the rotation together. Uh, I mean, Robbie Ray has home run problems. He has not been great. Logan Gilbert, Marco Gonzalez, Chris Flex, and George Kirby, they – very much average for all of them. Gilbert has been great, but the hitting needs to really support the pitching, and they really can't always do that. Let me just say, by the way, complete change of topic. Super stoked for the Marlins. I know they're not great, right? They're seven and three in their last ten. They they've seemed to be streaky, right? Twenty seven thirty one, but plus twenty three run differential, man. I mean, like I am so sick of seeing the Miami Marlins in the doldrums. And so now that we're starting to get hints that this team is making strides in the right direction, I don't know how, you know, I don't, knowing that team, and again, narratives, right? Knowing that team, they'll find a way to fuck it up. But at least right now, this is a young and fun team. And I'm super stoked to watch our contract continue to pitch, hopefully for years to come. Good on them ending him before. (laughs) 
I I I agree. Listen, I I love. I'm not gonna lie. Like as as a Mets fan, like I think out of every team in the NL East, like I would say I tolerate the Marlins the most. Like I I I, I genuinely want to see them do well. Um, the only issue is that they do have three series against the Mets in the next thirty days. Uh, Depends so what pitchers they get. Yeah, I mean, it, again, it's going to depend on you know that. Um, I mean, they do, they do again. They do play like the Nationals and shit like that, but you kind of expect that, you know, it is the NOAs. Um They play Colorado, uh, play the Cardinals. I mean, it, they they could do well. They could do well. They could continue it. Um, I don't think I, it's going to be for very long, though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't think you have to. Con- I think it's important to contextualize right expectations prior to the season. So, like, let's let's take for example, like. If the Marlins and the Rays both finish at 81 and 81, right? For the Rays, it's a complete disaster of a season. For the Marlins, it's good. It's an upswing. This is better, right? Like, I mean, I forget where they wrapped up last year. I, they weren't good. I know that. They had some promising pieces, but it's kind of like the, the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, syndrome where, yeah, they, yeah. where, they're, where they're bad but their good players kind of distract you from that. Uh, they the- need some time to shine. And, I mean, Jazz Chisholm, Brian De La Cruz, Jesus, uh, what's his name, uh, Jesus Sanchez. I mean, it's – they're getting hitters. They're, they're giving hitters their attention. They've had some good pitchers recently. You know, the Marlins don't really hang on to players all that long, but showing they can get to 500 this year will make them uh, – like players will be more attracted to the Marlins. Yeah. I'm a free agent. I probably don't want to go to the Marlins if it was this past off season. Yeah. But also, I mean, like climate plays a factor guys, right? I mean, if we're ignoring all other factors, would I rather play in Miami or Colorado? And their roof's almost always closed. Yeah. But I mean like living there. Yeah, I get it. Right. I live in my – listen, no disrespect, Colorado, okay? I'm rooting for you guys in the cup finals. But, like, I I got to be honest with you. I'd rather live in Miami. It's a much more – it's a much better nightlife. It's much better weather. Uh, the air isn't as thin as paper, right? Like, but Miami will always remain somewhat of a, uh attractive spot just because of the climate and the location. Yeah, no, I, I get it. It's just MLB has to kind of figure out what they're doing because even though it seems like baseball is not, as a sport, is not getting as much attention and it seems like it's dying out a little, in reality, they're, get, they're still making a lot of money and they're generating even more revenue. It doesn't seem like it, but they are. And in the future, I'm not saying it's now, but these talks during the lockout, they were talking about expansion teams in the future and where they would be, if they would happen, when there are suitable locations. It's just that will never happen unless they figure out what they're doing with teams with location problems right now. They're not going to add more teams before they fix the situation with the A's, which they'll figure it out soon. You mean the Vegas A's? I'm assuming that's what will end up happening, but same thing. It's, the the Marlins, I feel like they're not moving them from Miami, but the Rays, as good as they are, as well run as they are, it's a horrible stadium. 
they don't get like any fans even when they're playing like they are right now. They wanted to try that Montreal thing. I don't think that's happening. It's I would honestly move them and see what like even if you move them to Charlotte or Nashville, not too far away, but you're putting them in an area. The Braves dominate that entire TV market and you can put a team in Tennessee or North Carolina, wherever, and you're filling in a spot right there. That's where an expansion team would go 100 percent. But you got to figure out what you're doing with the Rays before you just add a team. Yeah, also you would expand your league bigger than any other professional sports league in the Amer- in the Americas. The largest any professional sports team league is right now in in North America is 32. So like is is MLB like you would expect football to to burst that bubble much quicker than the MLB just based off of the narrative as well as the numbers that the NFL pulls in. I I feel like the NBA is closer to expanding than any other league right now. Seattle, come on. Bring back I, the Sonics. I feel like that's what would end up happening. You know, the St. Louis maybe, but I've, I've I don't heard, know. I've heard that talks about the Sonics are pretty dead. Talk about some league leaders, right? Not in terms of not in terms of team, in terms of individual, right? How about Luis Arias? Who the fuck is this guy? No, he's he's been solid for the Twins for a long time. He's an on base machine always. But uh, he's having a great season up to this point. 359. Like, I had never heard of this guy before. He's always been a 300 hitter. Has he? Yeah, uh, he came into the league in 2019. He's 25 years old, hitting 359. He's got, he doesn't hit a lot of home runs. He's only got three home runs. No, he's the perfect leadoff hitter. And I know he's been hitting leadoff for the Twins this season. Projected to finish with around 337 hits, which, I, I mean, what's Ichiro's record? Like 212? Right? Or never mind, that's his career. He's projected to finish with 172. Okay, yeah. I was going to say something he's in a got, second. He's got more RBIs than strikeouts, and he's got more walks than strikeouts by uh by seven. That's another reason why he's the perfect leadoff hitter. Uh, someone who doesn't strike out really easy to just put him at the top of the order. I mean, just good for this guy. I mean, what what else do it like? Feel good story, right? Playing in a smaller market like Minnesota, and he's able to lead the league in batting average right now. We're only fifty two games in for him, but you know, speaking of guys who I'm really happy for, um, Paul Goldschmidt. There were talks of him being washed up a few weeks ago, and I think I might have actively partook in some of those conversations, but currently. He's fourth in the MLB in batting average. He's fourth in the MLB. What the hell? Okay, the ads on ESPN. Forgot about this shit. Um, He's fourth in the MLB in RBI, and he's sixth in the MLB in OPS. Like this is fourth in hits too. I don't know if you said that. I didn't say that, but he's just a ball player. He he's just right now projected to finish with 125 RBIs. Projected to finish with 133 strikeouts. Like. This guy is a machine, and it's it's a damn shame his personality is so boring. Because if he if he played like with a Tatis flair, this would be one of the most popular guys in baseball. He's older now. I don't know if that was ever him, but for sure it's not. Happening. Oh, it was never him. I remember like in 2015 being like, "Who the fuck is Paul Goldschmidt?" And then like looking at his numbers and being like, "Why have I not heard of this guy?" 
he's the Joe Johnson of the MLB, like some guy who is so boring that you completely forget he is really good. I was making up for Nolan Arenado not being as good as he was when he started the season. So, you know who else was like that, by the way? But I'm only mentioning his name. But uh, shout out John Olerud. You really like John Olerud. I do like John. Who? How do you expect me to not like a guy who plays the field with a batting helmet? Like I yeah I I don't know I I just feel like I hear you mention him a lot I I realized that as soon as I heard it like but there's another guy that like very boring personality wise it was just really good at baseball very uh, similar to Paul Goldschmidt I feel like three of the top ten batting average leaders in the major leagues play for the Boston Red Sox that those being professional hitter J D Martinez, Rafael Devers and Alexander Bogarts. Yeah, they again carrying the Red Sox offense. Uh, honestly, I I love Xander Bogarts. He's one of my favorite players that doesn't play for the Mets in baseball right now. But at the start of the season, he had a super high batting average, and people really didn't look into it. He had so many games where he had like three or four hits, and then there was a lot of games where he wasn't doing much. Now he's a little more consistent, and he's getting hits every game. He's right up there with Devers and Martinez. I should have mentioned him earlier too, but um, yeah, great for the Red Sox to have three guys. Uh, I feel like they might be hitting two, three, four, three, four, five. Um, it's a hell of a, that's most of the runs. It's a hell of a do up. Red Sox really need it right now. They, yeah, they need it. If they're going to keep doing what they're doing. I mean, Aaron judge is the shoe in to win the American league MVP right now. Uh, what does his stats look like right now? Yeah. He is batting 318. Hold on. I'll, I'll get you his full his full story right now. Give me a second. I mean, uh, he's he, getting, even if he gets injured right now, he's getting paid. And he, so, he's smart not to take that Yankees deal at the beginning of the season. So right now, Tim, he's 10th in the, in the league in batting average. He's leading the league in home runs. He is third in the league in RBIs. And he is leading the league in OPS. Yeah. Guy he is keeps just it up, you know. balling currently. It, it, for him, it's just a matter of health. It, for for yeah, him, I, yeah. stay healthy. Everyone wants to point that out. There are things that lots of baseball fans will consistently say. One of them is if Aaron Judge stays healthy, there's a lot of players you could say that for, like Byron Buxton, which I'm not going to get into him, but Aaron Judge, exactly. Also playing stay well. healthy. Only reason he's probably disappointed with the offer that the Yankees made at the beginning of the season, even though it was a lot. Um, it's just, well, you can get injured and you have an injury history. He stays healthy. He's one of the best players in baseball. I'd be scared to pay him. I would too, but he was smart not to take the money from the Yankees because someone will give him more. No, somebody he sounds like a Texas Ranger to me. Um, the Yankees are want to keep him. Like He's the face of the Yankees he has been since he was a rookie. Speaking of what the fuck, uh, how about Andrew Benintendi batting 303 right now? <laughs> With, like, no home runs. Yeah. Jose Iglesias has got 100 in his uh, – how old is Jose Iglesias? And he's batting 309. 32. I feel – I thought he was older than that. I did He doesn't too. have a single home run either. And he plays for the Rockies. And then you got Mike Trout having a quote-unquote bad season, only hitting 293. 
that really impressive for him not getting a hit for a whole week. Yeah, and he's still yeah. like, still like one of the best OPS guys in the MLB too. It's really funny. Um, how about Cabrian Hayes? Looks like he's gonna be uh, the guy that uh, that Pittsburgh wanted. Uh, started off slow, but yeah, he's currently currently two seventy seven. He's got a two and a half wins above replacement. That puts him. Let me find. He's seventeenth in the entire major leagues in wins above replacement, and he is only twenty five years old. Yeah, I I want to see the Pirates bring up some of their other young prospects, but. If they're as good as him, man, sky's the limit for that team. O'Neill Cruz, I think he played two games at the end of last season. Of course, they're leaving him in the minors because they want longer team control, which you still take advantage of that. Um, He'll be up later this season when it won't count as a full season of service time. But, yeah, I'm excited to see what the Pirates have in store because they're not so far away from being a 500 team. So uh, we'll talk some more leaders right now. Um, Jose Ramirez currently leading the league in RBI. Um, Pete Alonso right behind him. Aaron Judge behind him. But uh, but the there and this is what I mentioned to my dad actually yesterday is that um, we're starting to get to the point where people are starting to pull ahead, and this is a good example. Um, Ramirez has fifty nine. Alonzo has 57, and then in third place, just right behind Alonzo, is Aaron Judge with 48, a full nine RBI behind him. So it's obviously not completely pulling away, but you see what I mean. He's starting to pull away, or those two are. It'll be interesting to see in another 20 games where everybody is there. Um, I mean, Ramirez and Alonzo are lucky that they're on teams where the batters in front of them always get on base. Yeah, and Lindor is uh, is sixth in the MLB, by the way. Nimmo Lindor Marte right in front of Alonzo is, like, guaranteed RBI anytime he's going to get a hit. How the hell did we leave Jazz Chisholm Jr. off of our all-names team? I don't know. It's a good name, though. His name is Jazz. Is that his real name? I feel like it's not. Fucking awesome. That's his name on ESPN. I feel like that's not his real name, yeah. but it's a good name. I do like Jazz, yes. It's Jazz Rado Hermes Arrington Chisholm. So, kind of. I'm sure you pronounce that correctly. <laughs> if it's Spanish, then it's Hasrado, but I Jazz Rado, Jazz. All right. I mean, Jazz the, comes from Jazz, so I'm assuming it's that. Time for the Joey Gallo Award, where we figure out who's leading the league in strikeouts for hitters. Oh, it's not Joey Gallo. He is 13th. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, you've got Eugenio Suarez is leading the MLB in strikeouts currently. I have no idea who that is. Maybe he used to play for the Reds, power hitter, low average right now, but he's been okay. Makes sense. All right, fun time. Uh, pitchers. Justin Verlander reminding everybody that he is, in fact, a Hall of Famer. He's fifth in the America in the major leagues in ERA. Um, but how about Justin wins? Not that it matters. How about yeah. Jumbo? How how about Joe Musgrove? One five zero ERA in seventy two innings, only twelve earned runs. I mean, this kid, this he's not a kid anymore, is he? Through the first, he's a San Diego local. 
through the first no-hitter in San Diego Padres history. And I remember seeing that and thinking, oh, that's cute. And, like, you know, like, good for this guy. And now I'm like, oh, he can actually pitch. Like, he's a really good pitcher. What impresses me is that he's pitched 72 innings and only given up four home runs in a lot of hitter-friendly parks. And then, as we said before, Sandy Alcantara looks like he is going to be around for a while. He's also been great. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the running for NL Cy Young, along with Musgrove. I, I expected Alcantara, but Musgrove's been great, too. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, with DeGrom not going to be able to qualify, it leaves room for some new young pitchers to win that. Um, and then you've got Alec Manoa over in Toronto, pitching a one eight one ERA. This kid's 24 years old. Uh, where's number six as a starting pitcher? Which is that weird? That's weird. I feel right? like Blake Snell also has number six, or it's a different. Yeah, single well, Blake digit Snell number. is is thinks. Yeah, I don't like Snell. He's a, he thinks he's a way better pitcher than he is. He does. Uh, Chris Bassett has fallen off the face of the earth with his four three five ERA. What happened, man? Yeah, last few starts have been rough. L ratio, yeah. you fell off. We needed to. I'm just kidding. Not getting it. I mean, good that Taiwan Walker and Carrasco are able to pick up a little bit of the weight. McGill came back. Hopefully, DeGrom and Scherzer around the All-Star break. So, it's looking up. Nathan Eovaldi's given up the second most home runs in the league. Wow. Okay. It hasn't been uh, It hasn't been all right now. He gave up a lot in his first maybe month of the season. But it hasn't been as many recently, I feel like. Yeah, right now I'm just, like, looking through Amir Garrett has an ERA of 6.2, but at least he got to punch that guy in the Pirates in the face one time, so. Right? Yeah. Evaldi in his last four starts, only gave up two. It's just a few starts where he gave up. There was a five in there somewhere. It's, yeah. Got a lot of, a lot of strikeout pitchers doing strikeout pitcher things. Corbin Burns is second in the league in strikeouts. Not having the ungodly year that he had last year, but he's still pitching pretty well. Um, in 72 and two-thirds, he's given up 20 runs, nine home runs, 17 bit walks. Um, he's a 6.65 ERA. He's one of the worst pitchers to still have a full-time job. The only reason he's still there is because he gets strikeouts. Corbin Burns? Oh, sorry. I heard Patrick Corbin. I don't know why I did that. Yeah, Corbin no, Burns is great. Oh, no. <laughs> Corbin, yeah, Corbin sucks. I heard Corbin. I don't know why I instantly thought Patrick. Okay, yes, Corbin Burns is amazing. Two Pat, four Patrick eight. Corbin's not good. Two four eight ERA. It's just, you know, people might look at that ERA and think, oh man, he's like on the decline. It's like, yeah, technically he is on the decline, but the two four eight ERA is still pretty fucking good. Um, and ninety two strikeouts isn't bad either. Um, Carlos Rodon did not fall off. <laughs> update did not fall off i mean he's not pitching great at all he had that really rough start and then he all of a sudden just really didn't start i'm not saying he's bad just because i didn't think he'd be great the giants have they won last game that he pitched the four before that they lost and then the fifth one was the one where he gave up like eight runs or something he hasn't been striking guys out he's been walking more batters he hasn't been going deep into games by the way how about martin perez he is struggling right now. He's got a 10-8-0 ERA in his last week, in his last week. But uh, his numbers right now, he's seventh in the MLB in ERA. 
So I remember mentioning when they made that signing after the lockout and we were like going through every single signing, which was, yeah, I, I did not, I I remember saying I didn't expect much from him. That's a big surprise to see what he's doing right now. Yeah, no, I I didn't expect much from him either. I was like, Oh, you know, good for them to get a guy in their locker room that understands the system and whatnot. And uh, no, uh, he is, what is he? He's fourth in the MLB in quality starts which is much better to look at than a win-loss percentage. What is quality start against six innings of less than three runs? Three runs or less, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Joe Musgrove has had 11 starts and 11 quality starts. So, I mean, that's not sustainable, but... With, pitch, with how teams use starting pitchers now, the definition of quality start really should be changed. A lot of pitchers, the, uh, the average number of innings that a starting pitcher is out there is significantly less than six which they need to change i mean i I hope baseball changes for the better in that regard because it's it's much more fun watching a watching a starting pitcher use nine innings like a fucking canvas could you take uh, no bias in there at all by the way (laughs) uh shout out sean murphy second in the mlb as a catcher and fielding percentage just about the only good thing we got going on right now is him and then elvis andrews kind of Seth Brown's doing well recently. Yeah, he is. I it's not I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't fucking watched. He's got a home run in his last three games. Yeah, but like we've lost like 40. Ah. I'm trying to say something positive, sorry. You're failing, yeah. Josh. You're failing. Oh, Says something. Dude, fuck you. All right. How many how many times have we sat here? At least we knew, okay? At least we knew going into the season, like, oh, this is going to hurt. Like, how many times have the Mets been like, this year, this is our year, and then they fall on their face? Like, this Every one, year. I had, yeah. my, I had my delusion of reprieve at the start of the season. Thinking, well, it's not delusion for the Mets. It's just that they get off to good starts almost every single year, and then they fall off. No, I was saying I had my delusion of reprieve. Oh, I thought you were talking season. about Okay, yeah. Oh, man. All right, so are we? Are, I think we're done, right? I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> I have to return some videotapes. <laughs> no, you gotta like whisper it into the mic. Yeah, exactly. I have to return um, some videotapes. Yeah, American yeah. Psycho is a great movie. Good movie. Uh, talking about it way too much lately, but uh, watch it if you get the chance. Yeah, Good watch movie. it. Great movie. Uh, Christian Bale's great. Speaking of Christian Bale. Uh, we got that new Thor coming out. I'm stoked. It's a good looking that. movie. I'm stoked for that. Like anything with Christian Bale, I'm in. He doesn't look like Christian Bale, though. I said that a few times. Yeah, he's, but he's still know. the actor. Yeah. Like the actor is still so fucking good. That's fair. He's looking good. When's the next? I I haven't heard of a sports uh a sports movie coming out in a while. Like, when's the last time we saw a sports movie come out? It's not like a big-time box office movie that they're going to advertise like in theaters or anything. Not recently, at least. Well, those exist, though. I mean, Moneyball was like that. No, no, they they exist. I just mean recently there hasn't been like a big advertised movie about sports, I feel like. Uh, You had Safety. You had Safety, which was Clemson. Let's go, Clemson! Shout-out, Clemson! Clemson. with you had you did have um American underdog with all of the Deshaun Watson things coming out right now. Let's not go Clemson. 
Yeah, let's go Clemson. No, um, uh, let's go somewhere else. Uh, just as a as a as a note, um, the views and opinions expressed in the show do not represent the uh, opinions views, of Clemson University. The views of Clemson University or anyone else. Um, we do not support Deshaun Watson. However, Deshaun Watson is no longer affiliated with Clemson University, and thus we, as Clemson University, would like to celebrate. Um, I speak. I speak fluent yeah. bullshit. Here's what he's saying: Come to Clemson. We're sorry about Deshaun. We're not. No, not not the. So American Underdog, <laughs> Kurt Warner movie. The Kurt Warner movie came out. I mean, I, I haven't oh, seen was it. That, that, that's right. I haven't seen that yet. I fucking love Kurt Warner, too. I got to go see that. I'm a huge Kurt Warner dick writer. It's a good-looking movie. I uh, I didn't get to see the – it's got a 75% of Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty solid. That is pretty good. I'm, I'm trying to – how about uh, – I mean, if we're going to talk about movies, right? Like, we got to talk about fucking Morbius. <laughs> I went up to my sister today and I said it's Mormon time and she ran away. How did Jared Leto manage to be in the worst DC and MCU movie? Like it's almost Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like I I mean I haven't watched Morbius yet. Like I I can read a couple Rotten Tomatoes reviews and get the point. I just heard it was bad, so it's really, really bad. I heard it wasn't like awful. It was just extremely unmemorable no i heard like it was bad like it was like the worst kind of bad because like honestly like look at movies like the room and cats right like they're dog shit but they're funny because they're so bad yeah but that's not what they were going for (laughs) no but like i would prefer that over something like the emoji movie or uh mars needs mom when you walk in to see the emoji movie you know it's going to be bad yeah exactly and you have to walk into Morbius and know it's going to be bad. Oh yeah, okay, uh, yeah, that makes more sense. But right? I don't like who's gonna go see that in the movie theaters. Like, really, it's well, like, look at the room, dude. Like, the room was dog shit, and people went to see it anyway because they were like, "Hey, there's this horrible, shitty movie," and then people were like, "Oh, no way, I gotta see it." And then people go and see the shitty movie knowing it's going to be shitty. See, if you're going to do that, then just wait till it gets on, like, some streaming service. No need to pay to see something there. that you know is going to be bad. <laughs> it's Mormon time. <laughs> it is Mormon time. It's not Mormon. It's, it, it, it's Patrick Corbin time. <laughs> it's Corbin time. <laughs> I hope the Mets trade for Patrick Corbin. Just so that I really I hope they don't. I hope I... <laughs> I hope that that happens, though, just so that way I could take that little splice of Josh shitting on Patrick Corbin and, like, send it to the Mets social media and say, like, your leading insider disagrees with this trade heavily. He's one of my least favorite active pitchers, probably. Well, who's your least favorite? Least favorite? I mean, I have probably – I mean, I really don't like Blake Snell. I don't like Patrick Corbin, Steven Strasburg. Why don't you like Strasburg? Just to me, he doesn't stay healthy. Everyone think loves him, just gives him attention. But he just he doesn't pitch, and when he pitches, it's just inconsistent. He was really good for a time, but he's on the Nationals, so of course I don't really like him to begin with. It's just I, I don't like really everyone. Kind of Strasburg hasn't been a real MLB pitcher in at least a couple of years now. And he made one start, and he's back on the IL. It's a damn shame too, because like you remember rookie season, bro. 
like Strasburg was a dog. We've talked about him enough. Um, Joe Not Girardi and <laughs> Joe Girardi and Joe Madden both got fired. Uh, Girardi was allegedly due to the fact that he was having beef with Bryce Harper, which I side with Joe Girardi a hundred times out of a hundred because Bryce Harper is a abrasive asshole. But you could see when Bryce Harper's really the captain of the Phillies at this point, where you're seeing what the team's doing and where they're headed. The manager is not the source of the problem, probably, but it's not helping. No, yeah. I mean, like, but it's just like you obviously have to side with your multi hundred million dollar man over your manager. Yeah, I get it. It's just uh, in Joe Girardi's case, can't help that the Phillies pitching isn't good, but you could also manage the bullpen better. They're, the Phillies, even the Phillies fans, I was looking at, they say like team has no energy, no character. And you look at the Mets. Showalter's older and whatever, but the Mets are young. They're having a good time, whatever. The Phillies just signed a bunch of free agents. None of them can field, and they're just not having a good time. I fucking hate this town. <laughs> yes. That Does is... anyone like Philadelphia? Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you were alone me, bro. I don't think Philadelphians like Philadelphia. No. I really hope that they boo Alec Bohm out of Philadelphia because he's going to be really good. I hope it's not with the Phillies, though. The distaste that Mets fans have for Philadelphia has always fascinated me. The distaste that New Yorkers have for Philadelphia. No, dude, because, like, you know what? You're right, but, like, you're also not totally right. Because, like, the Yankees don't give a shit about the Phillies. Right. Oh no! It's, yeah. It depends on the teams that you. And the support. Islanders don't give a shit about the Flyers, but the Giants hate the Eagles. Right. Uh, I guess the Knicks have a beef with the Seventy Sixers just because they're both two really old teams. Yeah. Not that divisions matter at all in the NBA anymore, but yeah, they would be in the same division. The Giants and the Eagles, though, is good. Um, yeah. obviously the Mets and Phillies when they're both good is a lot of fun. But when was the last time that The happened? rare times that happens, yeah. Exactly. And, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think. And then the Rangers and the Flyers is a lot of fun, too, whenever they're both competitive. Um, whatever, man. In conclusion, fuck Philadelphia. I like Philly cheesesteaks, though. I, I, mean, I do like Philly cheesesteaks. There's got to be one nice guy in Philadelphia, right? Like, there's got to be, like, at least one guy named Bob who's just, like, a it's great the city guy. of brotherly love. Yeah, that's why they throw batteries at Santa Claus. Which, by the way, that would be weird. If I was an Islander fan and I had beef with, like, fans throwing shit on the ice, that'd be a weird. But, like, it's just, like, how do you throw... <laughs> how do you throw batteries at Father Christmas? What? <laughs> Are you blaming Santa for Randall Cunningham throwing the game-losing interception? <laughs> Bro. They booed Santa Claus. Why do I not remember what you're talking about? Go look it up. It's real. They fucking booed Santa. I forget if it was it was an Eagles game. Sounds it, very familiar to me. No, it happened. They threw batteries at players. Like, why batteries? I'm confused. I'm still confused. I, why I don't batteries. know. I, it, 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 <laughs> Everybody had their Walkman, and they were pissed off. So they took the batteries out of their Walkman and threw it at the, on the field. You never know. Maybe they gave something away and happened to have something to throw. 
hold on, handy dandy Google. Fly or why did Philly fans throw batteries? Um okay, so they it's a tradition apparently. That's a tradition. It's an urban legend too. <laughs> okay. Hide the batteries and make sure Santa is far away. That's from when they won the uh, Duracell tweeted that the batteries hold a sacred place in the history of Phillies fans. Uh, putting the battery in a salt and battery. <laughs> That's a good tweet. The Wikipedia page is literally titled Philadelphia Eagles Santa Claus Incident. <laughs> December 15th, 1968. Wow. This sounds like a KTL or a John Boys video right now. <laughs> the game Philadelphia wants you to forget. I guarantee there's a video titled exactly that on YouTube. Philly Santa Claus incident. Can we hold a can we hold a company party for uh, the anniversary of the Philadelphia <laughs> Santa Claus game? On December fifteenth, nineteen sixty, it was on. It was in nineteen sixty-eight. So that would be the um twenty-two plus. That would be the forty-fourth anniversary coming up. Super stoked for the. Are you sure this says fifty-three years here as of twenty twenty-one? Nineteen seventy-eight to twenty twenty-two. Sixty-eight. Is forty four years. Oh, 68. Um. Uh, yeah, that's fifty four years. <laughs> this is from uh, this is from MassLive.com. Uh, no, fans... sixty eight, sixty four years. I'm dumb. Keep going. The fans pelted Santa Claus with snowballs because they would have needed a bazooka to reach the owner's box, or as White put it, Santa deserved it. <laughs> Oh, the the guy who dressed up as uh, Santa Claus in that game, uh, in 2003, he appeared at a 76ers game as part of the effort to gather the most Santa Clauses in one location. Oh, good for the guy. (laughs) I don't know how many Santa Clauses there were, though. That's a weird claim to fame. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm Rex. You might know me as the guy that Philly fucking booed when I dressed up as Santa Claus. It's definitely like a like a world record or something. I thought you were gonna say Josh that he like died of a heroin overdose or something. <laughs> like this this moment like sent this man into a deep depression, which ultimately culminated in his death. Like I was I was getting ready for the needle. And I'm glad to say that the needle never came. He embraced it. All right, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> oh my god. Uh shout out Philadelphia. That's all I gotta say.